When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Oh, it's a beautiful May morning in the state of Iowa. It's about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm doing a podcast on Bruce Lee. It doesn't get any better than this. Yesterday, we outlined uh, the teachings of Bruce Lee, and I indicated that I was going to do a series of podcasts on some of the individual concepts from a book called Be Water, My Friend, The Teachings of Bruce Lee by his daughter, Shannon Lee. And you can purchase this book at uh, Amazon. You can click on the show notes at rockneycole.com. And I will get a portion of the proceeds if you connect and and link on this book. Because this is how we're going to help fund the podcast. And this is something that I hope you have the opportunity to read this particular book. Because it does contain some life's lessons that I think are incredibly helpful to you and your own personal growth on this journey we call life that we're on together. The purpose of this podcast is sort of offer you tools in terms of what I've learned in mind, body, and spirit so that we can live an exuberant, productive life. And no one was more productive than Bruce Lee. Now, some of these teachings, I think at first blush, you're going to say, well, duh, that's obvious. These principles aren't new. They're they're sort of quasi new agey. What am I really getting out of it? Uh, Well, I think you need to keep an open mind. And that really gets into one of the first concepts Uh, that we're going to explore in the teachings of Bruce Lee is the concept of the open cup. And this comes out of a famous YouTube video that Bruce Lee did in the, um, essentially in the early seventies, where he talked about be water, my friend. And he really got into that water is shapeless. It's formless. Then he got into the things that the water um, usually is contained in like cups, like bottles, and it takes the form of whatever, object it's in. It can be it can be very weak. It, it can be very powerful. It depends upon what we do with it or what we use it for. And the first concept that Shannon explores, and I think it's it's obvious why she explores this, is the concept of the empty cup. A cup only has value when it's empty. When you're walking along and you see a cup that's overflowing, it doesn't serve any purpose for you. It only stands value in the future to you when it is open. Its purpose, its object is to be filled, but it only has value when it's opened. And you may say, well, so what? Well, this gets into the concept of the cup as a metaphor for the open mind. We need to empty our mind. I think one of the great tragedies of adulthood as we grow older is that we become very fixed in what we think we know. And I think if we really dive deeply and you ask yourself this question, what do we really know? What do we really don't know? Whether it applies to your own professional domain, whether it applies to politics, whether it applies to life, I hope that after you listen to this particular episode, you come to the conclusion that what we really truly know is actually very limited. And what we do know, or what we do know is limited and what we don't know is vast. 
And Bruce Lee begins and explains this concept with a concept of an, uh, essentially an interaction between a Zen master and a student. And it's a very powerful uh, story that I'm just basically going to read because it's directly from Bruce Lee and it's outlined by Shannon Lee. And like I said in the first episode, what makes this so powerful, this particular book, is that it's really the teachings of Shannon and Bruce Lee through the eyes of his daughter, Shannon Lee. It's like every time a piece of wisdom is outlined directly verbatim from Bruce Lee, Shannon adds her own overlay interpretation of that. It's an article, it comes from an article that Bruce wrote in 1971, and it talks about the Zen master and the student, and she writes, and he writes, a learned man once went to a Zen master to inquire about Zen. As the master talked, learned man would frequently interrupt him with remarks like, oh yes, we have that too, and so forth. Finally, the Zen master stopped talking and began to serve tea to the learned man. However, he kept pouring until the cup overflowed. Enough, said the student. No more can go into the cup. And the learned man interrupted. Indeed, I see, answered the Zen master. If you do not first empty your cup, how can you taste my cup of tea? And then Shannon explains that the learned man cannot truly take in anything until the Zen master is sane because he is simultaneously comparing and judging the information against his own. In other words, he's not really listening. His mind, his cup, is too full of his own point of view, measuring and evaluating the master has to say, to let anything else in. To the overflowing the cup, the master shows the man how he must let go that which he already thinks he knows. He must empty his cup in order to really listen and to take in new information. And the be water quote, that's the subject of this book, begins with empty your mind. The first request is perhaps the most important one in one's process because it sets up everything that comes next. She says that her father believed that this act of leaving behind the burdens of one's preconceived opinions and conclusions has a liberating power. In fact, if this step is the only one you take and work on for a while, you will expand your life considerably. Now this, as I look into the morning sun as it arises, I think of the vastness of the universe and what we have to learn. And one of the tragedies of adulthood is that we all believe that children have a lot to learn in terms of their life lessons and they go to school and we hope that they keep an open mind. But how often as adulthoods do our views become fixed? We nurse grievances. We engage in polemics and politics. We attack the other. Where, where does this spring from? I think it's very hard to have this particular attitude, this mindset of attacking the other, of engaging polemics, of tearing down the other, if you have an empty and open mind. Because with an empty and open mind, what are two things that can happen? First, it requires that you listen. This is something that as some of you who know me, is something I need to work on. This process of listening, of truly being in the moment and opening your mind to the view, the experience and the wisdom of the other person, to have that person heard. And you think about in terms of what's going on in our country politically, in terms of what happens in our own personal lives, how many of our problems arise from the failure to honestly and meaningfully keep an 
an open mind that is an empty cup and to validate and to, and to consider the point of view of the other. How can we truly grow intellectually, spiritually, physically, if we think we've mastered life, if we think that we already know and there's nothing else to learn? And I would offer you a couple obstacles to that in addition to the open cup. One is, is the difference between cynicism and skepticism. I think cynicism is something that is unhealthy. It, it, it blocks our knowledge that we can use to fill up the cup of our mind. And it is reflexive. It is reflexive negativity to the, to the other's point of view. Skepticism is rational, open questioning of what the other is saying. And it's okay to engage in that. Now, when you think of this empty cup, it's, this does not mean that you are a weak person. This does not mean that you're not gonna, you're gonna renounce all points of view. It does not mean that you're not gonna master any particular topic. All it means is, is that it will provide and unlock the key to your own growth because it, you cannot fully grow unless you, you open yourself up to these other opportunities. And you think of someone like Bruce Lee, do you think he had a point of view? Absolutely, he had a point of view. You know, one of the uh, most poignant moments of the, I mean, he was a master of martial arts, is that uh, Shannon outlines in the book when Bruce was a young and up-and-coming uh, martial arts studio owner, he was teaching both uh, Chinese and non-Chinese students um, martial arts, which was really considered forbidden um, by some of the more traditional martial arts practitioners, and that basically he was invading their turf. So there's one point where the powers that be said that he had to shut down and made a challenge to him and said, we offer you the following challenge. If you, if you fight our best fighter and you lose through submission, you will stop your studio and you will stop teaching in the way that you were teaching. If you win, you can continue. So what do we think the outcome was? I think we already know what the pouch line, the punchline is. Bruce Lee in this dramatic fight, just out of like a movie um, that you would see, kicked the guy's ass, like in three minutes, total submission, dominated. But did Bruce Lee celebrate his, his victory? Did he celebrate that he he kept an empty cup. He actually was very disappointed with himself and engaged in self-reflection and self-examination because he felt that he had lost his cool. He had let his anger get the best of him. And he felt in doing so, he had lost some of his power because his cup was overflowing with rage and anger. And that was one of the things that led him to discover and to form one of his own martial arts styles was the fact that he felt that the existing traditions and what he had already knew was not enough. He wanted to keep an open mind to other experience. And I think about in terms of our personal relationships, how can we possibly grow um, as in friends and relationships with our kids unless we're truly keeping an open mind as the point of view of the other? I think of all of our politics, you know, the thing that disappoints me the most, and this is something I've really come to in the last couple of years, it's not necessarily that people disagree or have different points of view. I think that that's obvious, but it's that our culture seems to have so little willingness to consider 
the possibility, the possibility that they could be wrong, the possibility that their construction of the world may not be a one-to-one -one domain match with actual reality. And so that is why I want you to avoid that mistake and you to consider the possibility that there's something that you don't know. I'll share one thing from the last year in which I opened my mind to a new possibility that's completely changed my life. I was 300 pounds. I did not know how to eat on a regular schedule. And I came across intermittent fasting. And some people are very skeptical about it. They think it's the latest fad. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to open my mind to this. I'm going to open my mind up to the hormonal theory of obesity and the insulin theory of obesity and, and time-restricted eating. And I tried it. I experimented with it. And I found dramatic results. And so the other thing, too, like, as I said, I'm not asking you to abandon your skepticism. Skepticism is is rational. Skepticism is used judiciously. Skepticism is an essential tool that we're all given to, once we have the open mind, we're, we're evaluating it, we're testing it. And we're starting very, very small. And I, and I think basically with, with Bruce Lee, what I think his point was, is hone down to what you really, truly know. And once you find you're on firm footing with what you really know is true, master it. He once said that he would rather face someone who had kicked a thousand, one, one type of kick and practiced it a thousand times rather than the man who knew a thousand kicks and only had practiced it one time. And so that's what he was all about is, is being skeptical, keeping an open mind and experiment with new and different fighting techniques, philosophical traditions, and then really hone it down over constant iteration, reflection, examination, and skepticism, and drill deep. And then once you hit the kernel of the idea and you master it, then you practice it and you, and you construct essentially a system. So these principles become automatic. And that is the true power of, of, of keeping an empty cup is that essentially you're oscillating between what you really do know and what your ignorance is and always being aware of the possibility that your ignorance is possibly faster than you think. And that will keep you grounded and rooted and allow you to be able to flourish. So that is my little daily Bruce Lee uh, lesson for today. I hope you've gotten here this far. If you have gotten here this far, I hope you spread the word of the Rockneycast and you share the principles of this episode. Reach out to me at rockneycast.gmail.com or check uh, at rockneycole.com for the show notes and click on it. I hope that you buy this book again. Uh, I will get a portion of the proceeds, um, but this is really essential for how we fund the Rockneycast. Do continue to leave reviews on uh, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform that you're participating in because that's how the word gets out of the Rockney cast. So we're gonna do this every day for one week. The teachings of Bruce Lee. This was the first one, The Empty Cup. And I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did in putting this on. Until next time, my friends, on the Rockney cast. <laughs>